In the last couple of years, there's been a huge surge of ransomware hacking attacks. Companies all across the U.S. in different parts of the economy have been hit. A cyber attack forced one of the nation's largest fuel pipeline operators to shut down operations. The ransomware attack hit Colonial Pipeline yesterday. Ransomware hackers are reportedly targeting computer company Acer, demanding $50 million. The world's largest meat producer canceled shifts at its U.S. and Canadian meat plants on Tuesday after JBS said it was hit with a crippling cyber attack over the weekend These hacks are happening more often, and the size of the ransoms are getting bigger. It's boom times for ransomware operators. It's been gradually becoming the number one problem for cybersecurity. The Treasury Department says that ransomware is bringing in about $100 million a month in the United States. That's our colleague Bob McMillan, who covers cybersecurity. He says one of the biggest criminal operations in ransomware is a hacking group known as Fin7. And recently, new details have emerged about how this group operates. In particular, how Fin7 has been trying to lure tech professionals to come and work for them. Fin7 has been recruiting out in the open. And actually, much of how this criminal enterprise operates looks a lot like a regular tech company. They're using all of the same systems that we use here in Silicon Valley. It's just amazing to me how they are this sort of dark mirror reflection of the legitimate technology industry. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Thursday, October 28th. Coming up on the show, with ransomware booming, one prominent hacking group is recruiting tech workers in plain sight. This episode is brought to you by Workday. Get the whole band together with Workday and pair finance and HR on one platform for an epic performance. With Workday AI at the core, you'll make confident decisions faster than ever. And you'll drive flawless business and finance operations with an agile platform that constantly evolves to future-proof your organization. Be a finance and HR rock star with Workday. Visit Workday.com to learn more. The hacking group Fin7 has been around for years. It started out in the business of hacking credit card information. Well, Fin7 started by breaking into companies, stealing payment card information, and then selling that. And they made quite a lot of money doing it. They've been connected with more than $3 billion in financial losses, according to the Department of Justice. But that was a business that started to fade a few years ago as the the industry just kind of took on this problem of credit cards being stolen and sold and, and made some changes. To fight credit card fraud, banks introduced new technology. They ditched the old swipe and sign cards and rolled out new cards with chips, which are more secure. This made credit card fraud a lot less lucrative for groups like Fin7. So Bob says, last year... 
Fin7 did what a lot of companies do. They pivoted. They rebranded themselves as a ransomware operator. Ransomware, the big new trend in the hacking world. The way a ransomware attack works is that hackers gain access to a computer system and lock it up. If the users want to get back into their computers, they have to pay a ransom. That's why they call it ransomware. At first, the ransomware groups were asking for small sums of money. But over time, the ransoms got bigger and bigger. Everybody was making a lot of money. It was really obviously the future of cybercrime. And a lot of these older actors pivoted and sort of started doing ransomware because there was just so much money being made. The amount of money that you could ask for a ransomware hack five or six years ago, it would maybe be a few hundred dollars, maybe, you know, a few thousand dollars. But the numbers just kept going up and up. It was hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then it was millions of dollars and then tens of millions of dollars. So the profits were astronomical. So who are the biggest groups in ransomware? So you have Rayuk, famous for hitting hospitals. Uh, you have Revol, the entity that took out JBS Foods. And you have Fin7. Because Fin7 is a criminal enterprise, getting a clear look at how it operates can be tricky. But based on court documents, federal prosecutors, researchers, and Bob's reporting, here's what we know. Fin7 ramped up its ransomware operation last year, first by doing its own attacks. And soon after, it launched a new business line. They started developing their own version of ransomware. And at first, it was just something they used themselves. But by November of 2020, they uh, started marketing it. They started producing it as a software, as a service. Like enterprise software? <laughs> well, not enterprise. It's criminal software, a different category. Fin7 had decided to take its ransomware software and start offering it to other hackers. It packaged it under a brand called DarkSide. So now other criminal groups could use DarkSide for their own ransomware attacks. And Fin7 made money by taking a cut of the ransoms. So it was basically, they started saying like, hey, this dark side software that we've been like making all this money with can be yours too. And all you have to do is go to our friendly dark side portal and, you know, enter some credentials and we'll give you access to it. And you can start your whole ransomware campaign. You can decide whether you want to infect Linux or Windows machines. You can decide how much Bitcoin you want to charge people or maybe you want to charge the Monero, another digital currency. It's basically like this web-based interface to run crime out of. This business model had another appeal. An online service like that is scalable. We already see companies get great valuations for building software as a service in a scalable way in Silicon Valley. And they're basically just doing the same thing, but in the criminal world. Offering dark side software to other criminal groups was a breakthrough for Fin7. To me, it kind of reminds me of like in the tech industry when we went from the PC to the mobile phone, right? It's like, oh, it's a paradigm shift. Like only the nimble, you know, will survive this kind of thing. You have to change your business model and get with the new ways. And that's exactly what Fin7 did. Fin7's licensing move worked. Other criminal groups were snapping up DarkSide for their own attacks. U.S. officials have said DarkSide was behind this year's attack on Colonial Pipeline. And to keep up with all this new business, Fin7 needed more people. The same kind of people 
that legitimate tech companies hire. They have to have a technology platform. They have to have computer servers that are up and running. They have to have software development people. They have to have the geeks building the ransomware. They have to have cybersecurity experts, people who can hack into companies and for them to put the ransomware on the networks. They even have media relations people because part of what they're doing is building a brand. When you get hit with ransomware, you want it to be a trusted ransomware brand so that you know that if you give them $11 million, they're actually going to give you a key to decrypt all of your ransomware. They have to have, you know, just sort of management people who are, are, are on top of all of this. But criminals can't just recruit talent by putting a listing on a job site saying, come hack for us. Or can they? That's next. With Fin7's operation booming, the group needed more people. Criminal hacking groups like Fin7 usually recruit through the dark web. There's a handful of forums where they can go to find skilled workers willing to do criminal work. But recruiting on these forums is getting harder. These forums are increasingly filled with law enforcement and with intelligence researchers who are trying to learn about the ransomware groups. And so there's a sense like you can't trust the criminals you meet online uh, in these forums because they might be law enforcement or they might disclose your methods to the public. So Fin7 had to get creative about how to find more workers. And it's resorted to a tactic that's actually a lot less covert. Advertising jobs on the open internet. Researchers at Microsoft and an intelligence firm called Recorded Future both identified this new tactic. What they found is that Fin7 had started recruiting in the open. It was putting run-of-the-mill IT positions on legitimate Russian and Ukrainian job boards. But it wasn't posting these roles under the Fin7 name. They were posted for a company called Bastion Secure. So can you tell us about Bastion Secure? Well, Bastion Secure is a public-facing website designed to look like a security company, which is actually run by a criminal organization, according to Microsoft and Recorded Future. It's a website that parrots a lot of legitimate information or legitimate-looking information. The text of the website is taken from the text of a legitimate British cybersecurity company. So all the the verbiage that you see there, the names of partnerships that they have, it all looks legitimate because it's really taken from a real security company site. The name Bastion Secure is one that is used by a number of companies that are all somewhat security related. And the point of this is that, so if you say, oh, Bastion Secure, is that a legit company or not? And you Google it, something will come up (laughs) and it will look as if it's, if it's legit. This legit-looking website had a similar listing to the ones posted on the job boards. They say it's going to be a, a Monday to Friday job, nine hours a day, with lunch breaks included. You know, if you see a, a job posting that's advertising this and you, look, and you were to look at this website, you'd, you'd think, okay, the, this is potentially a legitimate site. There's nothing on the website that flashes ransomware hacking group. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think that's the point of the site. 
Researchers told Bob that having a site like Bastion Secure might help these criminals attract better talent at a lower cost than they could on the dark web. And there's evidence that at least one job seeker fell for FinSeven's ruse. Researchers from Recorded Future spoke to a Russian-speaking man who found one of Bastion Secure's job postings and decided to apply. The man said Bastion Secure's hiring process seemed pretty unorthodox. Going through the job-seeking process, there were a few red flags. The first of which was this company didn't want to meet face-to-face or even talk on the telephone. So there are no voice interactions that happen. It was all through encrypted messaging, chat, two programs called Telegram and Talks. So it's weird when you're looking for a new job and the employer doesn't want to talk to you. From there, things only got stranger. At one point, this company, Bastion Secure, asked him to connect to something they referred to as a client but they didn't offer any evidence that it really was a client. And they asked him to run some software on this client's network. And the software was doing the kind of things that you would want to do if you were a ransomware operator. Gradually, this job seeker started to suspect the recruiting assignments weren't related to security work, but to illegal hacking. He shared the software he'd been given by Bastion Secure with researchers at Recorded Future. And when they looked at the software, they linked it to FIN7. What does it say to you about these big ransomware groups that they're recruiting more publicly? The most interesting part about this story is the fact that cyber criminals, people you think of as people who hide in the dark corners of the internet, are actually, for a variety of strange reasons, being forced to go out into the open. When we talk about cybercrime or criminals, we have these ideas in our minds of what they are. You know, somebody wearing like a hoodie sitting at a keyboard, right? And that's completely ridiculous. The people that are doing this are geeks. And they operate like geeks. If the more you think about this as a business, as a tech business, the more everything makes sense. That's all for today, Thursday, October 28th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like our show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.